Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. I know, I know, I know I am a whole hour and a half early. And the reason why is I got time zones mixed up when it was time. I'm on a panel. I'm on a Medicare for All panel. And I had to, it, it, it conflicts with this time. So I had to either do it earlier or later. But there are a whole lot of other documents and stuff that I have to do planning for the weekend and stuff that I got to do that I had to go ahead and do it earlier. Uh, Eric Hayes is here. Early guests, we are catching the worms. Yeah, we're going to catch the worms first. But, you know, I just kind of put an announcement out, so I don't know how many people we're going to get for the live show. Well, I'm pretty sure we're going to get a whole lot for the, uh, for the podcast. Now, here's the deal. I didn't really have an organized show today. So the goal of the show today is for you to throw into the into the chat, into the text or whatever, the topic that you want me to talk about, and we'll go ahead and hit it up right away. As you can see, I just leave it open for you guys to throw it out there and say, Egberto, take it and run. And that's what I'll do. So come on in, folks. Uh, go ahead and let us know that you're here. Go ahead and Eric has already let us know that he's here. What about my YouTube folks? Please remember to do that thumbs up. Please also remember to like on Facebook. Please do all of that as quickly as you can. Anyhow, since Eric is the only one in the room that has placed the message thus far, he says, now this is karma for you. Iran's crude export to China have fallen sharply since the start of the Ukraine war as Beijing favored heavily discounted Russian barrels leaving almost 40 million barrels of Iranian oil stored on tankers at sea in Asia and seeking buyers. U.S. and European sanctions imposed over Moscow invasion of Ukraine and to, on February 24th have pushed more Russian crude east, where China has snapped it up, cutting demand for oil from Iran and Venezuela, which are also both under Western sanctions. You know what is so interesting, Eric? I think there's some symbiotic thinking here, I hope, because what I've been saying all along is that there was no oil shortage. And I think you're proving my point right there. There is no oil shortage. These oil companies are having fun. And don't sit back and believe that the sanctions aren't also a part of this domain, if you will. Because the truth of the matter is... Um, the oil is going to get burned anyway, right? It's just it's just by keeping it there, you're raising the price on Americans and you're creating all this inflationary pressure. And by the way, what is inflation again? Inflation is nothing more than a company raising a price. And given that the bottom line of the, the, the value of the product really has not changed, because between this year and last year, it did not cost you any more to drill a hole in the ground, to drill a hole in the water, uh, down in the base of the, the water to get oil out. It did not take anything more. So all that money that we call inflation, I wish people would, would further understand inflation. Uh, Robert Wright spoke about it, and I'm going to do a little piece on it uh, tomorrow uh, uh, for my blog tomorrow. Robert Wright wrote a piece about it, and you guys heard me bring Richard Wolf. Uh, an economist to talk about it here all the time. Inflation is nothing more than the person or the company or the corporation who has pricing power, the right 
to raise that price to whatever the hell he think you are willing to pay for. And what they don't tell you about capitalism is for the people who don't have price and power, folks can give you whatever price they want. And you know what you will pay? If you want a piece of bread for life, and they, whatever they charge you, as long as you have it, you will pay for it. And how do you, you know, how do they determine if you have it? It's a simple formula, right? Your income plus your savings plus your credit. Those three items determine how much a capitalist corporation, a capitalist system can extract out of you. Your income plus your credit worthiness, meaning how much credit do you have available? Your income, your credit, and whatever you have saved. And remember, saving for the other person, let's, 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 let's give an example. Uh, people now own their homes, right? The capitalists have found a, a way to even take that away from you, right? What they tell you. Hey, go on a vacation. So they want, they'll collect your money on the vacation and they'll collect the money from you when you die and can't pay off the house. Here's how it goes now. If you look at those commercials now, you see a lot of those older stars advertising something called, what again? Reverse mortgages. So what do they do? They encourage otherwise responsible uh, seniors to look at their paid off home that ideally would they would say, you know what? Why don't I leave that asset for my kids so that they can build up on that asset, right? And by the way, let me, let, me, let me back up a bit because there's a possibility that you have to use the cash out of your house. If you came on to dire straits and there's absolutely nothing else you can do, you may have to cash in your home, right? But that's not what the reverse mortgage is all about. The reverse mortgage is to tell you, you are holding on to this big asset here why not go have some fun? Why not just go out there and get some cash on your home and go to, go to Alaska, go on a vacation to Alaska, go to Hawaii, go to the Middle East, go everywhere. Spend that money. You're spending that money with the, corporate, the corporations, of course, and you're taking it out of your, your, uh, your home. And by the way, as you take it out of your home, Guess what else happens? They are charging you interest on that as well. But there is even more to the story. If after you die, by, by the way, by the way, the good thing about reverse mortgages is you stay in the home until you drop dead, right? And then once you leave and your family comes and they say, okay, let's see what mama left us. And they see the house and they, they, they go ahead and check the paperwork and the bank says, sorry. We owe that you we we own that house now. And then the bank says you have to pay us for the house. But here's how great it is for the banks. Let's say that for some reason something goes bad in the finances, you die early or whatever. Guess what happens? The government kicks in and guarantees that. So these big corporations that supposedly don't want the government involved. The government is involved even in reversed mortgages. So what I'm trying to tell you, Eric, when you talk about the oil being, the oil is floating around the world looking for a buyer. 
yeah, it's going to get a buyer. It's going to get a buyer. You know, somebody's going to buy for cheap. India can go ahead and fill up at, at the prices that discounted oil. And by the way, realize this. There is going to be discounted oil on the market that some countries would buy. Don't dare believe that Exxon and all these other guys are not going to find a third party to buy that oil, resell it back into their system, and make an even bigger profit. Don't dare think that. We can't buy Iranian oil, right? But somebody in some country, some India can buy Iranian oil. India can buy Venezuelan oil. India can buy all of this, and other companies can as well. And we can have transactions with these other companies, these other countries, even though we'll say, oh, we are sanctioning anybody who works with these. Forget it. Capitalism reigns. And until we understand that, it won't work. Okay, Eric says, um, this is Iran, not oil, not American oil and American jobs and American taxes. See the theme. No, no, I don't. It, oil is a nat oil is a fungible resource. Doesn't matter if it came out of the ground in Iran. It doesn't matter where it came out of the ground. All right, he says, pretty sad that groceries and gas and other essentials are making the middle and lower classes poor. Policy is big in this. No. It's not policy. It's plutocracy. Understand it. The, the government isn't the one with price and power. It is the plutocracy who has price and power because they have many who allow them to continue to exist in that fashion. Okay? It's not Biden who says, make gas $5. It's not Biden's policy that makes gas $5. It's the oil companies who say, I have the ability to charge you $5 and you will pay it. And since I don't have a flood of oil on the market, since, I mean, uh, there, you know, since uh, we have a particular restriction applied on that oil, I can do it. I don't have to do it, but I will. Again, it, it's, it, it's that thought process that you have to take away from ideology. The capitalist ideology is a thieving ideology. I will take whatever I can get away with taking from you. It's not the government that does that. And you guys say, well, government policy allows it. No, 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 no. Let me, let's explain something in, in, in that realm. Okay, the government puts sanctions on something. And yes, the, the, that means the things from overseas cost more or whatever. And that, that sort of inflation that goes right back into the company, the coffers, right? But the company who is selling you the stuff here in the States, their cost didn't change. The demand might have increased. Under the capitalist structure, that increase in demand warrants a higher price. Even though, if you think morally, an increase in demand for something of which you can make more of should actually create a decreased price because volume over time is increased, which means you can actually make the same amount of money over time. But that's not how it works. The supply and demand methodology or method tells you that if a lot of people want this stuff, you can charge more. When I came to the States, I had to learn that. Because when I got my first economics class, the professor said, and I wrote this in my book, 
I don't remember which one I wrote it in. I think it's in uh, How to Make America, How to Make America Utopia, uh, uh, Take the Rigs Out of the Economy. That I think that's a book that I did. But anyway, this is what I said, guys. This is what I said. I said, uh, you know, the teacher said, okay, uh, we have this widget here, and a lot more people want it. What happens to the price? And my answer was, oh, wow. So you mean if I'm making this product and a lot more people want it, I can actually drop the price because I can still make good money by selling more. I'll drop the price. The professor looked at me like I was stupid. That's not how it works. We increase the price because there's more demand. So people would pay more for it because they want it and we, create a, we, cre we can create a shortage. Let's scratch my head. Really? Wow. That's kind of greedy. So you learn in certain societies greed. If you can make, look, I can understand a higher price. I, 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 I give you a story. It happened to me today. The video that you guys are watching right now is done on Restream.io. Good company. <clears throat> but they're just a capitalist company following the rules as the rules are written. That's just what it is. I mean, I can't blame them for doing what everybody else is doing until we have a change in a change in policy, a change in method, etc. So I go on, I'm 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 sending out a message here. I'm sending all of you guys a message that say, hey, the show is not gonna be at four o'clock today, Eastern. It's gonna be at 2.30 Eastern because I have another engagement. I'm on a panel. Okay, I thought that was cool. So I go, I wasn't gonna do it from my stuff here. I did it directly on the Restream website. I'm gonna, the thing that restreams to all the different channels, I'm gonna do it there. And then I try to go ahead and get the embed to put it on the website. It's an embedded code to put it on the website. And it says, you have to be a pro user. Guess what? I am a pro user. I go to technical support and I say, hey, I am a pro user. Why don't I have the ability to embed the live stream onto my website? Uh, they said, well, it's for pro users who are annual subscribers. Okay, fine. So I guess I won't use it. I won't be an annual subscriber. But then I, I thought back, right? If you're an annual subscriber, your monthly fee is, or rather, it, it, it is effectively 32 bucks a month or something like that that you pay. But if you are, if you're a yearly subscriber, the effective monthly rate is 32 bucks. But if you are a yearly subscriber, or rather a monthly subscriber, your effective monthly rate is $40. So you are going to pay about $8 more if you decided not to go for a year you know, to do it, at a, you know, to buy a whole year. But not only that, you also don't get, even though both of, both of those are pro plans, you also don't get access to put this stuff on your website. So I, I, I responded to the tech support person. I said, do you guys realize that is a problem with, uh, that you are asking the people who can afford to pay for a whole year at once, or the people that have more means. If you can only afford to pay monthly, you are charging them a lot more than just transaction fees monthly, right? You're doing that, that's first. 
But secondly, but secondly, here is a part that, that irks me. If I pay yearly, my effective rate is $32 a month. If I pay monthly, it is $40 a month. So in other words, I am subsidizing the wealthy people who can afford to do it all at once. But it's even further. I am not only subsidizing them, but I'm getting less because I am paying more to get less features for the same service. And you see, a lot of people don't go ahead and analyze this. They just say, ah, if you buy it all at once, it's good, right? But it's so important for you to understand how these things favor the wealthy. It goes, it's the same thing like when you're buying, buying, uh, you know, in, in Panama, the way we have these small businesses, they, they'll go buy a little bit of cheese, a little bit of bread, and have your little restaurant in a cart, and they buy it in small quantities, right? But here's the kicker, right? If you are buying in big bulk quantities, right, you get these huge breaks, which tells you the only people that can get huge breaks and get things a lot cheaper are the wealthy. That is how the that is a design of the system, right? Does it have to be that way? Let, let me qualify something. I can understand if somebody is going to have one transaction to, to for that 12 months or whatever, compared to those of us who have to do it over time, I can understand things like transaction fee. In other words, that person who paid the whole thing would have one transaction fee, and I would have, the person who do it 12 in 12 increments, they'll have the same transaction fee 12 times. I can understand that. But the transaction fee is not 25% uh, of the value, okay? Because that is, in effect, over a 1,000% interest rate. I mean, it, it is... It is just amazing how things actually function that we are we are so programmed to accept it as being the norm. And some of the thinking process that I try to bring into what we do is to try to say, look, I know we've been taught things this way. I know this is how things have always operated. Hey, I give you a deal if you pay it all at once, right? I know it, right? Uh, but understand that when we do that we are biasing we, we we have a built-in bias to those who have capital and you know you can actually say well so be it i look at it and say when it comes to things that matter things that are important okay streaming is not completely important if you don't consider informing people important so but it's not existential in in effect i'm saying so i don't i will continue to stay with this company and i will continue to recommend this company this is a good company okay and they are just following the rules that we've all grown up with and learned etc but when we are reimagining notice my my other book my book was called uh how to make america utopia take away the economy from those who rigged it right um Let's see. So you aren't a pro user. You're a monthly subscriber. No, no, no. Okay. Let, let me, let me, let me qualify that breach. Uh, I am a pro user. Uh, pro users can either pay yearly or the pro user can pay monthly. You can be a standard user that pays yearly, or you can be a standard user that pays monthly. Okay. 
So you have the option. You have the option of going monthly or the option of going yearly. But the, the, the idea is you are that type of user. Now, in the, in the stuff that I read, I didn't see that it says a pro user who pays all at once gets this. But it's funny because, again, the pro user who pays all at once gets more than the monthly user. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I hear you, beautiful. I hear you. I hear you, Bridge. I hear you. I hear you. But, you know, I mean, and, and, but, but, you know, and again, I wasn't even upset with the, the guy, but I did give him my capitalism talk. The, the tech support I did actually we did it by text right so I did send them the um, I did send them the uh, this stuff about capitalism and how it hurts the poor and this is, I told them I was going to use this as an example on the show today where if you have capital you can multiply your capital that much faster than the person with no capital because they never get that growth you know and then he replied to me and he said um uh, we are going to give you a premium membership for 14 days. And I think it's, it was a teaser because I think in, 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 in effect, that 14-day premium is going to be a permanent premium, not 14-day premium. I just know how to operate. It, 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 it's sort of a goodwill thing. And I accept it. And like I said, this is not about being mad at folks for how the system has always worked or how the system works. I think it is. I, I think it is about changing, uh, changing how we feel and changing how we think altogether. You know, that's what it's all about. Carl Cox says, "Egberto, you can can you assist me with our online face-to-face -to -face talk tomorrow? I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow or Sunday, but uh, all you have to do, I, I'll send you a Zoom link. And if you're into, um, if you are on the, uh, by the way, let, let, let's let's since you open." Carl Cox, since you told about the surprise before the surprise should have been told, my dear brother, my good friend, all right? Carl Cox, uh, uh, let, let me set it up here. One of our PDR Posse members, Carl Cox, I think there are certain things about what I say that he probably disagrees with, and you know I always tell people, I love disagreements that we can always show that we can agree to disagree or agree to learn how to disagree or then agree or whatever. And I always tell people, if you want to be interviewed and be a part of the show because it's y'all's show, I actually want people to see these types of conversations. So Brother Cox and I will have a conversation to be displayed, to be played on politics done right. He's gonna have his point of view and you know, we'll see uh, how that goes. I'm pretty sure we'll go very, very well. Just like it all, uh, you know, like our um, Ask Egberto anything always goes well, whether it's our right wingers or left wingers or middle wingers or whatever come in. Because again, like I said, there's nobody, no human being that's not a politician that is creating disaster in our country, meaning that it's trying to sell hate, is an enemy of mine. Nobody. Nobody. Uh, okay, let's see. Of, of course, your opinion, of course you should have your opinion on things, sir. Okay, of course. Anyhow, folks, so um, as it turns out, um, yeah, everybody should be, should be free to have their good opinions. Okay. Anyway, folks, um, let, let, let's see. I, I, I was about to ask something else before I 
move on to my books and all that kind of stuff. As I said, today the show is early. For those of you who just kind of dropped into the show, I want to let you know that this show airs Monday through Fridays at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Mountain, 1 p.m. Pacific. Every day. And on Tuesday, or rather on Thursdays, it airs Again, another show airs on air, KPFT 90.1 FM in Houston or at kpft.org. And on Fridays at 11 a.m., that's the one that's on air. That's a KPFT, the KPFT version of the program airs on, that's the one that goes over the air, our 100,000 watt transmitter, 90.1 FM Houston. And it also simulcasts on kpft.org. And of course, I podcast that into Anchor.fm as well, at Anchor.fm. So uh, we, the idea behind Politics Done Right is to give everybody that opportunity to engage, to talk, to have their ear. And in fact, I'm doing a fundraiser at KPFT right now. We just got our new building. I, I'm so happy about it. We just got our new building. And whenever I'm on air over there, I am I'm, uh, I'm doing a fundraiser where I say um, you guys give us a hundred bucks or more at KPFT, and that person get, will come and sit in the office for the hour that we're doing uh, the show at the new studio that we're <coughs> at the new studio that we're building in Houston. So I mean we're we're trying to do all kind of perks to make sure we get everybody involved and keep people as a part of the body politic. You know it is so important that we all. Um, that we all participate. It's important that we all get involved. It's, all of this is very important. All right, what else, anybody? Let's see, how to test cam and mic before a Zoom meeting. Um, how to test the cam and mic? Uh, you go ahead. And, so I'm very confused. Biden released 1 million barrels of oil a day and gas prices shoot up 30 cents or more. Why? Because they have price and power. Look, you know, I mean, the lie that people want to tell you is that it's all about supply and demand, right? It's It has never, ever been a complete truth. Now, look, it is true. If you have scarcity, people would pay whatever to get that stuff if it's something that's important. That is true. All right? Hey, what's up, Eric? So that that is true. It's very important. If there's scarcity. But like I've been telling people for a very long time, there is no scarcity. Oh, Tescam Mac was link above for Carl. Okay, got you. There is no scarcity in oil. There's no scarcity in water. There's no scarcity in most of the things that they're talking about. A lot of our scarcity is actually what we call uh, manufactured scarcity. Let me give you an example. Do you guys remember when OPEC came into power, right? When they formed their, their, the cartel. What's interesting is they decide how much oil they're going to pump. That's your answer right there, right? If I can tell you, I can turn on faster or slower oil that means I am manufacturing what I want the supply to be. Not magic. Um, 
let's eric says there's scarcity of water in california and other states as we are configured today that is a true fact there's a scarcity of water in some parts of california not the areas of california that is real green of course but let me let me qualify that okay and i, I probably should in the beginning we are mostly a, con a, 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 a planet filled with water, right? Most of the seawater, of course, is not usable until processed. We have enough technology right now, enough technology right now, that if government was to change our economic system, it could say that just like ants, right? When you look at an ant colony, you look at ants going and doing all things. They're working together collectively to get things done that, that benefits the whole community, that benefits the whole society, right? That is their economic model, all right? Their economic model is self-sustaining, and they all do their work. They all, they go, they cut, their, they cut down the food, they bring it into whatever. Now, America doesn't really have a scarcity of water. We have water on three sides, the Gulf Coast, the East Coast, and the West Coast, right? We have water on three sides, okay? Now, we have the ability right now to process all the fresh water we need. We have enough processing power if we really wanted to to go ahead and fill up the damn lakes a lot of lakes we could fill up again it would take a lot of solar power all that good stuff I mean, there's a lot of ways to do this right because do remember you know that's what rain is right rain is just what is rain right rain is energy dissipated right in other words the sun heats up water the water goes into the atmosphere it turns into vapor the vapor gets heavy, it, it puts itself on different materials so that it condenses, and then it falls right back down as water, and then the cycle begins again. The heat goes over the ocean, the heat goes over all these damp places. It goes, it's a cycle, right? It's duplicable. So we could generate up, but again, it doesn't make economic sense in the capitalist model because there's a Great Lakes, there are rivers. So during those times of good weather, why create expensive technology to clean water? But in a, in a model that doesn't follow the capitalistic structure, one would say, what are all the things that we need to mitigate from, right? And some of the things that we would need to mitigate from include things like, okay, droughts. So therefore, we should have a lot of standby desalinators. Okay, what else do we need to mitigate for? Uh, pollution on, of certain, you know, in a non, in a non-capitalist society, we would mitigate scarcity by having protection, right? But again, remember what happened with the pandemic. We had to, we, we know pandemics are going to occur, but which private company is going to stock up? You know what's the only thing we stock up for possibilities? We do it already. Nuclear bombs, military equipment. I want you guys to think about this. I want you guys to think about this in detail. We don't stockpile the baby 
formulas, we probably should. We don't stockpile a whole lot of stuff that probably should be stockpiled. But guess what we stockpile? Tanks, uh, nuclear bombs, nuclear missiles, all these. And by the way, I'm, I am not saying to protect our country that we shouldn't stockpile these things, right? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we shouldn't stockpile these things. I am saying that the fact that those are the only things well, of course, we stockpile cheese and peanut butter and a few other things. But those things are also stockpiled to regulate the capitalist market to prevent, right, the collapse of the price of peanuts since it grows so easily and to prevent the collapse in price in a lot of different products, right, the milk products, etc. I don't know if we're still doing the cheese or not. I'm not sure. I could be wrong on that because they may have cleaned that up. Uh, we don't stockpile baby formula. We probably should do that. We should prob probably powder it and stockpile that. Figure out what the shelf life is on that kind of stuff and stockpile the holy hell out of it, right? We don't do it. There are a lot of things. I mean, ants do it, right? Ants don't, I mean, they, they think about what can happen when their their mound is, gets into a flood and the mound goes off. And I mean, look, there are a lot of economic systems that one could create. A lot of economic systems one could create. We chose capitalism and we started to worship capitalism and we fooled people into believing that the reason we have great skyscrapers and great all these other things <coughs> is because of capitalism. We could have all these things or maybe rather different. I mean, why, you know, I always talk about this. You know, you go to downtown Houston. Downtown Houston is one of the most beautiful landscapes with, with buildings that you could see, tall buildings, etc. But most of the people who build those buildings can't even go into those buildings, right? Most of the people that build all these beautiful things that we talk about capitalism does, they can't use it. They can't afford it. You know, it's the, it's the model. And the people who actually have the money can afford it. Are they more worthy than the person who built it? Are they more worthy than the scientists who created all the the materials that go into the building that allow it to be 1,200 feet tall? I don't think so. But in our system, that's what we preach. And we accept it. We accept it. So one of the things I like to do with our show is to enlighten people with these topics, right? Carl Cox says, we do stockpile to kill, not to live. How true. Whoa. Whoa, Carl, that's true, though. Bridge MCP said, we stockpile to kill. Not oh, that was Bridge's comment. Bridge, that was a very good comment, young lady. Eric says, we don't stockpile baby formula. No, no we don't. I think I had some comments from uh, that, I, that I missed. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think I answered one of Bruce about a one million. Don't ever sit down and believe it's really supply and demand. It's, all, it's not supply. Look, when there's not scarcity, it's not supply and demand. When there's not scarcity, it's called price and power, okay? It's always price and power, but it can be price and power almost alone, or it can be price and power along with uh, scarcity. And most of the time, it's not scarcity. Most of the time, it's price and power in the United States. And if anybody wants some exact descriptions of what that really means, I'll be more than happy to talk about it. But if you read my book, uh, How to Make America... Utopia, take away the economy from those who rigged it. That is, you know, I kind of go into a lot of that 
in that book as well. Also, some of it, well, with the patent and stuff in my first book. Um, what is my first book? As I see it, class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. And Carl Cox says it's called gouging. Yeah, I think it's worse than gouging, man. I think it's evil to some extent. Because I want you to think about this. Think about what's happening in America right now. Everybody's justifiably complaining about the price of gas, right? You were filling up your car for, let's say, $25, $30, and now you're filling it up for $60 or $80, right? And you're doing that every week. So that is like the oil company picking your pocket of another $200 or more per month, right? That is, that's, those people with price and power simply say, I am going to change your history. I want you to think about what $200 a week means to the average American family, right? So the oil company says, I am going to extract out of your, and then the food company and all these other large corporations, all of them are going to have their hands in your pocket, right? All of them have your hands in your pocket, taking it out. So that saving that you intended to do for your kid's college, wiped out. They have changed your history. And that is what I'm trying to get Americans to understand, right? These wealthy thieves, these wealthy parasites, they are changing the progressive history of every single American. Because all that cash that would have been used to pay down your debt so that you can have a better economy for yourself, to pay for your, to put down in your kids 529 for their college, to go ahead and pay for an insurance policy for when you get old. All these things. The ins you know what the oil company says and the food companies who are blasting the prices up, they say, you know what? Nah, we're going to pick your pocket. We're going to take it. Nothing costs us more, but we're going to take it. You have to understand that corporations like these are parasites. They don't produce anything other than taking what's yours. Not even the people who work for them are getting advantage of the money they're stealing from you. Not even the people who work for them. Because those same people who work for them are hurting. But the executives aren't. The executives are going to go to the shareholders and say, hey, more shares, your share value goes up, you pay some dividends, and voila. They said there was no evidence of price gouging. Ha, huh. there's, uh, look, Bridge, that's, 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 a, that's an absolute lie. Think about it, Bridge. The cost of pulling the oil out of the ground did not change. The price is manufactured on the markets. The price is manufactured. Tom C. says, there is a baby formula shortage because four companies control 90% of the U.S. baby formula market. Abbott has nearly half of the market. If one company has a production problem, shortages result. Agree. Agree. And, you know, the, the pricing issue in the shortages isn't, doesn't even come to play all that much with the formulas because half of the formulas are bought by the government through WIC, W-I-C, right? All right, Eric Hayes says, Egberto, why does the Biden administration keep just thinking all these issues are going away? He is doing nothing about it, and big part of the issues we have bad markets are due to overspending, so take that and take some responsibility because it will show at the voting. 
Wow, that's a long ass sentence, but I tell you something, sir. Uh, that sentence is an uninformed sentence. My, I tell you that with respect. Biden has very little to do with pricing. Any economist would tell you that. As far as policy is concerned, any economist would tell you that as well. As far as the stimulus is concerned now, that's a different story. Yes, Biden put a lot more money into people's pockets. Granted, you are absolutely right. And because they had that money in their pockets, they could afford the rising prices that these, these thieves, these thugs are charging. I want to qualify this because in, in economics, it's important to understand this concept here. This is very important because you're right. You flood, you flood the place with money, right? If a immoral company knows that there's money out there, they can raise their prices to something in, in economics 101 you learn, whatever the market will bear. So if it is something that you want and I have it and I can hold on to it knowing that you have enough money to buy it, you're not going to say, I'm going to wait till you drop the price. Well, some, some, some shoppers do that. But a lot of shoppers want it and they want it now. That's what we teach in the United States. You want it, you want it now. So you'll pay whatever the price is if you have the money. So when Biden gave a stimulus, in effect, he was telling the corporations, right? Hey, these people have more money so you can charge them more. The decent thing for corporations to do, especially right out of a pandemic, would have been to say, wait a minute, uh, our costs didn't go up. Why should we increase the cost? There's this mythical market everybody talks about. It's a market. The market dictates. What the market does is it, and, and this is just how balance works. The market seeks balance, right? And the balance, it, the, the, the balance can be, and, and by the way, who controls the balance? The people with price and power, right? They decide. They decide what they're going to charge. And if there's money on this side, right? Think about this. I want you to think about it. Take out human value. I mean, human values first. If there's money on this side and there's a product here, right? I can, and I know this person wants this product. I can increase this product price to anything else. But I could also sell other products, right? Isn't something like saving can be considered a product a lot of these other things could be considered products right but you know that i want this so you make sure that i get this because this is something i have to have daniel says i, I think daniel said something before let me read his first comment i wonder if egberto agrees with bet midler and tucker should be put in jail bet mid with bet midler tucker should be put in jail um well put it this way accessory to murder is a jailable offense and I think if it can be shown that his, um, well, let, let, let me qualify this because it's very important the way you say this, right? Um, when Tucker says certain lies, it has an effect on society. And if he lies and 10 people die, I don't know if jail is what's in is what's for him. I think maybe what's for him is to take him out of off the air as a clear and present danger. That's what I think. Egberto is saying that inflation is Biden's fault. No stimulus, no inflation. Actually, you know something? Um, I'm not exactly saying it that Ledo, 
I'm not exactly saying that, but in effect, let, let me see how to put that. Because, you know, I, I'm honest when, when, when somebody makes a good correlation, I make sure to tell them, you know, you're right, you're right. So here's what I'm saying. A stimulus lays a foundation that can give corporations the ability to create inflation. In other words, Biden puts money in the pocket, says, I want you to have more. The system has screwed you for all these years. Here is more. And then the corporations come and say, because we are a corporation, because we are a we are in a free, I'm not a free enterprise, we are in a capitalist society. I have the right to charge you whatever I want and take that that I know you have away. And that right that that capitalist has is inflation, not created by Biden. When Biden gave money, and it's not Biden, it's our money, but when, when those people collected money, they had, they could, that could have been for the, the 40 years of wage loss, but not even that would the corporations allow. But Daniel, no, 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 Daniel, look, let, let, let's be honest here again. I, I mean, like I said, you have to be, if you want people to understand this stuff, you know, I'm not like, like, like those right-wingers who they change laws based on what they believe. They don't change it based on science. Again, so Biden is not responsible for inflation. Corporations are responsible for inflation. Biden gave money to people that allowed those corporations, if they wanted and so chose to be parasitic and immoral, to create inflation. So that is the answer. It's not a, that answer is a two-part answer. Because if they didn't, if the people didn't have the money to purchase corporations would not be able to charge anything because the people just didn't have the money to purchase. So, Daniel, while you're trying to make a point to blame Biden, what you've really done is really show the immorality, the parasitic behavior of corporations. All right, uh, we only have a, another eight, seven minutes or so to go. Uh, I am going to go ahead and play my, my stuff for my book now. But thank you for being here. Those of you that showed up early, it was a pleasure having you all here. But here's my book. I'm Egberto Willis. As host of Politics Done Right, a progressive radio <laughs> media show on Pacifica Network's KPFT 90.1 FM Houston that engages all ideologies, I found that our political angst isn't mostly ideological. There is a well-designed effort by many in power to control us. If we are at each other's throats, we are less likely to demand our economic and local wishes. In that light, I wrote three it books. I wrote the first one titled, As I See It, Science? Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom, You're to right. describe the entire economy uh -oh. in a manner we can all understand. It highlights why it was designed to pill okay. for most as it empowers a few, the chosen. The second book, titled, It's Worth It, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, Take It to the Next Level. After understanding how the system pilfers, it is incumbent that we can speak to our peers to empower a change. The third book, How to Make America Utopia, Take Away the Economy from Those Who Rigged It, gives us a place to land. After learning about our economy that is dysfunctional for most and learning how to engage the other side, we point out what would make an economy that works for all. 
Each book stands on its own, but together they provide the full picture. Please consider getting one or more. You will undoubtedly learn, be entertained, and help us continue the mission with our blogs, articles, videos, and books. I'm Egberto Willis. At- Absolutely. So, and folks, please don't forget to support the show. Uh, you can go ahead and go to our PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. As well, you can visit us as politicsandright.com slash YouTube to become a part of our YouTube posse. Please go ahead and click that join button to become a part of our PDR posse. All right, Daniel Ledo says, Egberto completely discounts the consumer ability to not buy. He works as under the assumption the consumer will buy at any price, and yet he seems to understand what the market will bear, not knowing that it's consumers that decide what the market will bear. All right. Very, I am glad that you said all of that. Unfortunately, you're not completely understanding how things work. First of all, you are correct that consumers have the ability to not buy. That is why I want a bifurcated economy, one that handles the things that are a must, a force, a, a, a existential, things that people must have to survive, does not belong in a for-profit region, and things that people can say, ah, if the price is too high, I simply won't buy it, as you pointed out there. So that's why I, you, you gave the exact reason why I want a bifurcated economy. In other words, I don't want healthcare in the economy. I don't want a, I mean, a healthcare in a for-profit economy. I don't want energy in a for-profit economy. Everybody have to keep their homes warm and cool. Everybody has to get to work. All of those things don't, shouldn't belong in an economy where people can rip you off. But now where, where you have the ability to say, you know what, if that is too, uh, too expensive, to hell with it. So I want our economy bifurcated. One where the, the essentials are not profit-based, but the things that we can decide to have are not be profit-based. There's nothing inherently eff- efficient in capitalism. And the reality is for things that we need, profit is a tax. So we have to understand those concepts. We don't learn those concepts because the capitalists don't want you to understand those concepts. Understanding those concepts actually reduces their ability to pill for you. And not only that, it means they would really have to serve you. Right now, they don't. Right now, you serve them. You serve them. We can go into this on, on any time. This would be a great topic to discuss on Ask Egberto Anything. Tom C. says, real inflation would decrease corporate profits. Fake inflation increases corporate profits. Windfall profit tax would disincentivize fake inflation. Exactly right, Tom. But, you know, I don't even want to go into that exchange, right, Tom? In other words, you take the money and we'd have to take it back and then redistribute it. I I think we need to bifurcate our economy. We need to go, in my opinion, we need to bifurcate the economy. Certain things fall into the Profit. I mean, look, let's even look at sales tax in Texas, right? If you buy bread and certain items that are essentials, you don't pay sales taxes in Texas. But if you buy things that you can decide to have or not have, then you pay sales tax. I think that's the same way we should have as far as making things, right? I think certain products should be not for profit. Like we should have like certain breads, right? Basic bread. I'm not saying all breads. I'm saying basic bread, basic milk, basic essentials. We should have a non a, a not for profit segment. You want exotic breads or a special thing, then you go buy it at a for profit side. And uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would buy there. But then what we have is an economy that really is a 
a humane economy that works for us all. I got to get out of here because I got to get prepared for the panel. I want to thank you guys for those of you that showed up even on this short 15-minute notice. We had a show. You guys are wonderful. Please support Politics Done Right by going to politicsdoneright.com slash support. politicsdoneright.com slash support. Let me get that baby in there. politicsdoneright.com slash support. We don't need a bread czar at all. We just need to have a we just need to have folks that are going to make bread for not for profit. We create a you know maybe a nonprofit to do that or who knows even maybe a corporation who that I, I don't I have no idea. But again, it's not all that you know making fun of it. Eric is childish. You know I mean you you want to go ahead and think about humanity and when you think about humanity. These things are not all that funny at all. They really are not funny. Now, the capitalists would try to make these things into jokes because, oh, if we make it into a joke, people would just kind of, oh, I don't want to be laughed at, that sort of a thing. But anyhow, look, guys, please support us, politicsandright.com slash support, politicsandright.com slash support. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Oh. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.